the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Yes, there's a balloon over Hawaii, swirl I know, but I'm not going to get excited. Might be some small hobby in uh, Topeka, Kansas. Couple of kids with some club feet and whatnot flying balloons over Hawaii. Let's not spend half a million dollars in missiles to keep firing them down. Let's figure out what this is. But the Pentagon's on it. This is the same entity that lost six trillion dollars. We're not going to worry where that is. Apparently, politicians are worried about how much money you and I have, and they want to limit us and they want to confiscate the money. Yes, I heard the Bernie Sanders clip, and I'm sure you all heard it. That. Billionaires should not exist. So you're, are you basically saying that once you get to $999 million, yeah. that the government should confiscate all the rest? I'm saying that we should go back to a very progressive tax policy like what we had under Dwight D. Eisenhower. Which would mean that, that after over yeah. a billion dollars, basically yeah. it all goes to the government. I, you may disagree with me. But I'm I just asking. Fine. Yeah, I think people can make yep. it on I might do. 900 you know, $99 million. Yeah, well, that's Bernie Sanders' take, and he doesn't want you to know his wife is a bank fraud cheat. Frauded loan documents, misappropriated money, the lovely Mrs. Communist. But she suffered by watching Bernie come at her when he was in the mood on Saturday night. She deserves a little something for the effort. But I'm more interested in finding out exactly what the government does. I mean, once it confiscates the money, what's it do? Mr. Comptroller General, what is the total amount of improper payments that GAO estimates were made last year across the federal government? Last year across the federal government, the cumulative total of the estimates made by the agencies was $247 billion. Hmm. So the government misappropriated $247 billion. And this is the entity that's going to save the world. These morons and these frauds, like Bernie Sanders and his portly wife. These cheats. And they're the ones that are going to orchestrate society. You see, the problem is we allow them to put the focus on us. And it's easy to do when you hear these idiots and imbeciles practice communism and Marxism and fascism. It's easy to do. But the problem is, in this country, nobody really knows what what those words mean. And if you vote for these Democrat scoundrels, You specifically don't know what they mean. This is from this weekend. Trump is Mussolini without the brains or the charm. Let that sink in. Do you know who that is? Now, this is just a Democrat sloth at a fundraiser for Democrat sloths. You see, they're having problems raising money. It's true. Folks, we were chipping to my campaign today. We made a lot of progress, but we've got a lot more work to do. We've got to finish the job. I can only do that with you behind me. Thanks. 
Now, of course, what's the job mean that he's finishing? Well, he's imploding our financial sector. Oh, it's imploding right before our eyes. The dollar is on its ass. Take it easy, Kamala. I wasn't talking about you. It's not Wednesday. What he's doing is exactly what he's been bribed to do by communists from China, by oligarchs in Eastern European, and the rest of them. And how he's doing it is he's practicing fascism. But his supporters believe Donald Trump is the fascist. Yeah, of course. Why, 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 do, why do you think you Mussolini? No idea, why do you think Mussolini? You have, you have no idea what fascism is. Can you explain fascism to me uh, that, that you're talking about, just so we're, we're on the same page here? What is fascism? I'm going to get a tequila. Come back here and I'll explain that. Now, I want you to picture this sloth of a Democrat. He's like all the ones you know, ignorant and arrogant and have done nothing with their life but suck off the nipple of government subsidies and the rest of it. He's another scallywag, probably in the financial sector, or maybe it's the insurance. Or it could be Big Pharma. Big Pharma's having a hell of a year, aren't they? They certainly are. And in the meantime... My question to you is, given the fact that you have made billions of dollars, that your company has made huge profits, on behalf of the taxpayers of this country, will you reconsider your decision to quadruple the price of the vaccine? The volume we had during the pandemic gave us economies of scale we won't have anymore. That is what is different. Some of us have a hard time understanding how a company that made $21 billion in profit, a company that enabled you and your associates to become multi-billionaires, a company that would not have developed this vaccine without the help of the taxpayers, of this country now comes before the public and says, oh, by the way, we want to quadruple. Listen to Bernie Sanders' voice. The difference, how he talks to an oligarch in Big Pharma, who, by the way, just got a raise. He makes $400 million a year now. And that he's fine with. See, because he is a recipient of Big Pharma money. They own his communist derriere. They own his portly wife. They own the bank where they bank. And J.P. Morgan just increased its position as a cornerstone of corruption in this country. And now we could finally, finally stop talking about J.P. Morgan, the connection between Epstein's Island and the calendar and all the rest of it. It'll all go by the wayside. And who's going to tell you everything's fine? Another whore who's never achieved anything in his miserable life. I'm pleased to say that the regulators have taken action to facilitate the sale of First Republic Bank and ensure that all depositors are protected. And the taxpayers are not on the hook. That's not really true. Because the taxpayers, the FDIC's estimates, this is what's fun on a Sunday night. Why do you think they held the auction on a Sunday night? It was invite only. And they only invited the corrupt oligarchs that pay all the politicians. J.P. Morgan, their hedge funds that are, have their money in J.P. Morgan and the rest of it. Because J.P. Morgan now banks for the IMF Bank, the World Bank. They now are a cornerstone and have... God knows how much of the, the deposits. And as far as what the people paid, well, by the soft estimates, it's $13 billion. What did J.P. Morgan pay for the deal? Anybody? Anybody? $10 billion. They bought the bank's assets for $10 billion. Two weeks ago, the bank claimed they have $300 billion. See, I don't mind the deal. I like a good deal. I try to get involved in good deals. But these aren't just good deals. These are backroom corrupt deals. And you're the one flipping the bill simply flooded the system with money yes we did that's another way to think about it we did where does it come from do you just print it we print it digitally so we you know we as a central bank we have the ability to create money 
digitally, and we do that by buying treasury bills or, or bonds or other government-guaranteed securities, and that, that actually increases the money supply. We also print actual currency, and we distribute that through the Federal Reserve Bank. What we are living through now, what we will be living through for the next 7 years, 10 years, 12 years, nobody knows. Because now what they're going to do is bankrupt more than 50% of the nation. And these banks are going to go by the wayside, but it doesn't matter. This is where they will accumulate more power for the next time. Because we are on a cycle of corruption. We are on a cycle of stupidity. And the rest of the world is starting to pick up on it. This is from a European news station. The U.S. economy is slowing down faster than expected. GDP, or gross domestic product, rose at a 1.1% annualized pace in the first quarter. Economists had been forecasting a growth of 2%. Meanwhile, major issues at First Republic Bank are reigniting worries about the banking sector. The regional bank revealed that its deposits dropped 41% to $104.5 billion in the first quarter. And that's even after a consortium of banks stepped in with $30 billion to prevent the bank from failing. Shares have plunged. Oh, by the way, don't worry. Those banks are going to get their money back from JP Morgan. It's going to be about 50 cents on the dollar. But after all, JP Morgan has to make their profit somewhere. Plunged around 94% year to date. And an economic catastrophe is what U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is warning will happen if Congress fails to raise the government's debt ceiling. On the The debt ceiling. The debt ceiling, the debt ceiling, the debt ceiling. I remember back in 2011 what these American oligarchs, these now political whores like Chuck Schumer, I remember what they said. I think the only way this works is if there's an agreement that both houses pass. To do the posturing, you pass a bill and toss us the hot potato, we pass a bill and toss you the hot potato, will at this late date slow things down. The right thing to do is what the president said. Sit at the table day after day after day. You know, that works in a, sometimes in ways you wouldn't imagine. Not with the American fascists. See, the American fascists are the Democrats. But ask their supporters, because they can't figure out where the fascist is. Trump is Mussolini without the brains or the charm. Mussolini. Let that sink in. Do you know who that is? Yeah, of course. Why, 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 why do you think you Mussolini? No why do you think Mussolini? You have, you have no idea what fascism is. Can you explain fascism to me uh, that, that you're talking about, just so we're, we're on the same page here? What is fascism? I'm going to get a tequila. Come back here and I'll explain that to you. Well, but you don't want to... See, and that's the thing, when you ask them. The condescending, ignorant morons. They can't describe simple words they use. Explain it to me. Is it, am I getting this correct? Correct. Okay. So you're saying he's a fascist. You're telling me that I don't understand what fascism is, and you're refusing to tell me what fascism is. Is that correct? Not refusing, no. You're, you're simply refusing to explain what fascism is to me. In, with, you know, if I had to guess, if I had to guess, I don't... No, it has if to I had to guess, I don't think you know what fascism is. It has to do with is. time. It has to do with the amount of time that I have, the amount of time that you have, and fundamentally... You can explain fa- fascism in three words. You wouldn't, you wouldn't fully grasp it anyway. So, you know. <laughs> it's your time. Fascism is what the Democrat mafias practice, not only in the hubs they rule, it's what they've been practicing for the last two years under this dimwit in diapers. Fascism is now the norm in a country led by a true buffoon. We see it here again today in companies like, I hope I pronounced it right, uh-huh. Ame Power. Oh, okay. Is it Ame? I believe that's right, yeah. Ame Power, Florida Small Business Winner award winner or uh, business week winner. You won. Brilliant. 
What could go wrong? Oh, and God. let's not forget his backup. Now, she's normally in a car looking for her underpants, but today she was making speeches on small business. For example, we know there are so many small businesses owners who hire employees but want to hire more because your business is growing. Small business owners who want to stock the shelves and make sure you have enough in terms of the supply you need to do what you need to do in your community. We're lucky it's only this bad. The good news is, even though we're losing credibility around the world, at least they're, they're describing the problem correctly. Arrogance of the Americans. The bulliness of the Americans. Let me even throw it on the west side. America right now comes to Tanzania, comes to Ghana, comes to Zambia with 16 million. And guess what? 16 million only for Zambia. The 16 million, ask me, what is it for? What is it for? For human rights. Across the river, China and Russia coming to South Africa, ask me for what? For what? For a military training. Wow. And skills sharing yes. of security. So the Americans are more interested in a transgender, homosexual agenda around the world. They will invest their money and give you money to protect human rights. Russia and China are coming with weapons and militarization strategies so that we can protect ourselves. So I want to say this very loud and clear to the Americans. Continue on your transgender agenda. <laughs> Stay there. Leave us to do politics on the other side. Joe Biden has done what he has been bribed to do from the Chinese communist, the enemies foreign and domestic. Joe Biden has done more damage to this country than any foreign entity could have done on its own. He is a saboteur and a traitor. And 81 million people didn't vote for this wrinkled asshole dimwit. This fascist. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. Hi, friends. Jim Boswell here. Are you moving long distance? Whether it's 300 miles or 3,000 miles, moving is very difficult. I Started Drive is a unique five-star service that is sure to save you money, reduce stress, and make your move easier than ever. You rent the truck, you pack the truck, and we drive the truck. No waiting weeks for your belongings or paying unexpected fees. We even tow your vehicle. Business is simple. Make every customer's experience so valuable they can't imagine having done it without you. Visit WeDriveYourTruck.com, click on Request My Driver for a free, no-obligation quote in minutes. No hassles, no unwanted calls. Our goal is to be recognized as the best option and clear choice to safely move families throughout the United States. WeDriveYourTruck.com. Type AM560 in the Referred By box for a special discount. WeDriveYourTruck.com. The most valuable service in moving you didn't know existed. Now, with all the people we're fighting proxy wars around the world, Tunnel to Towers is going to have to step into action for at least the rest of our lives. Tunnel to Towers picks up where the government leaves off. They provide financial stability to the widows and children of the true heroes. The warriors sent off by the cowards. Tunnel to Towers has been doing this since September 11th. Let me tell you a little bit about Christopher Slootman. He was a decorated firefighter with the New York Fire Department. He later became staff sergeant in the United States Marine Corps in 2019. While serving in Afghanistan, he was killed by an IED. He left behind a wife and three kids. Tunnel to Towers stepped in and made sure that they didn't have a mortgage. That's what Tunnel to Tower does because people like you and me give $11 a month. That's what you have to give. Not more, not less, $11 a month, and you 
can bring financial stability to the widows and children of America's true heroes. Go to T2T.org. That's the letter T, the number two, the letter T.org. T2T.org. When I get back, I'll take all of your calls. Uh, George, Greg, Brian, I have two lines open, 312-642-5600. This is Ed Morrissey of HotAir.com for Town Hall. We knew the mainstream media had transformed into shills for the left and Democrats. We didn't know the extent of their corruption until last week. Enterprising photographers captured Joe Biden holding note cards at a press conference, not just with a reporter's name, but also with a photo and the question Biden would have to answer. The Los Angeles Times reporter dutifully asked the question she supplied in advance, and Biden answered it as though he was wrestling with the issue extemporaneously. This goes well beyond softball questions. At the same time that voters are being asked to debate whether an octogenarian incumbent is up to the task of the presidency, the L.A. Times created a facade of competency to boost Biden's electoral chances. The rest of the media ignored it. When CNN did cover it, it was only to claim that Republicans were seizing on it. The nation's media has transformed its mission from holding leadership accountable to creating its propaganda. It has literally become fake news. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu AM560, the answer. Squirrel, I was worried about you. Double pink eye. Got a voice like you spent the weekend at Pete Buttigieg's house. A lot of screaming. In the meantime... You better get well. Get well soon. You know, when I heard this Bernie Sanders clip, do you think this is just a policy issue? Listen to this. Sir, you're saying that billionaires should not exist. So you're, are you basically saying that once you get to $999 million, yeah. that the government should confiscate all the rest? I'm saying that we should go back to a very He said yes in the middle of that. What Bernie Sanders did was disqualify himself as a representative in our republic. See, because what Bernie Sanders is preaching with the old man voice, like he spent the weekend at Pete Buttigieg's house, too. What he's preaching is the opposite of what this country is built on. This country is not built on the rights of the government. It's built on you. And if you want to go back to the tax policies of Dwight D. Eisenhower, I say go ahead. Let's do that, and let's go back to all of the tax policies, including the write-offs, but more importantly, including the anonymity of the citizens. You see, back then, communist scum that you are, I didn't have to disclose every single fracking dollar. Not to get a loan, not to buy real estate. In fact, you could buy things for love and affection. The government didn't have the right to know every dollar spent in this country. But under your fascism of the Fourth Reich, you like controlling it. And why? Because if you get enough friends in the bank system, no one will know that your portly Viagra Slayer wife cheated and lied and committed fraud on loan documents, right? Communist? George Naperville. Sean, uh, with banks going by the wayside, I'm wondering if you think the gambling and marijuana will keep us afloat. It's the only thing that will keep the citizens nice and distracted and stupid. That's what they need. They need CPS students to, to not allow kids to read, to not teach them properly. They need the government entities to teach the citizens how to be slaves, I'm their enemy because I know what the the idea and the principles of Americanism is and how this government doesn't practice it anymore. And you know something after you heard that clip of the African president describe the true laughingstock we are around the world. Other people are picking up on it as well. And then there's this pesky little fact. Mr. Comptroller General, what is 
the total amount of improper payments that GAO estimates were made last year across the federal government? Last year across the federal government, the cumulative total of the estimates made by the agencies was $247 billion. Mm. Now, I don't believe, Mr. Chairman, I might add, if I might, the, that estimate's not complete. There are a number of programs that were not, estimates were not made, like the Pandemic Unemployment Insurance Program. Since 2003, these estimates have totaled uh, $2.3 trillion. This is another $2.3 trillion. Don't, don't get that confused with the $6 trillion that the Pentagon can't find. Another, they can't find the money. Where's the money? Oh, don't worry. The oligarchs are getting it. We have two people working on this, thank, thankfully. Catherine Austin Fitz and Mark Skidmore estimate over $21 trillion for the last 25 years has gone missing from just the Pentagon and housing and urban development. That's why the government doesn't want you to have money. That's why they pretend to be socialists and magnanimous. It's going to be utopia. Because what we've been doing is getting extorted for 50% of our assets, and they're stealing it. Stealing it. Greg LaGrange. Hey, Sean. How are you? Aggravated. Uh, I know. Um, you know, as you look at some of these definitions of fascism, like that one individual was talking about, you, you've got to really be concerned here because you don't see a stop to this debt ceiling crisis. And as government continues to push inflation, it's going to completely destroy private capital and the savings of individuals. That's the goal. Into the and that That's the goal the of, your pre- of, your, of your president, of the administration in power. It's the goal of a bipartisan duopoly that likes the system of feudalism because it keeps you in the corner and, like the slave you're supposed to be. And the thing, the thing that you also get, I mean, you played it with that uh, African president. As our for, foreign policy becomes more and more of a problem to others around the world, who's going to buy our bonds eventually? Don't worry about that, Greg. He just told you, we're buying the bonds. Weren't you listening? Simply flooded the system with money. Yes, we did. That's another way to think about it. We did. Where does it come from? Do you just print it? We print it digitally. So we, you know, we, as a central bank, we have the ability to create money. Uh, no, you don't. Digitally. And we do that by buying treasury bills or, or bonds. Did anybody ever audit the Fed? Oh, it didn't let, it, it doesn't want to be. Oh, you know what you guys don't want to be? Well, good thing you have communists like Bernie Sanders. They're not interested. They want to audit me, and they want to audit citizens. But when it comes to government corruption, well, that's the side of the bread that's buttered, isn't it, you communist bastard? Aggressive tax policy like what we had under Dwight D. Eisenhower. Which would mean that, that uh, af- over yeah. a billion dollars, basically, yeah. it all goes to the government. I, you may disagree with me. But I'm I just asking. Love- you may disagree with me. Yeah, we had uh, lost a million people who died fighting your idea of government supremacy. Not to mention, you crooked bastard. Where's the money? 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on the Sean Thompson Show. At AM 560, the answer. It's nice to see Mike Wallace's kids bounce back. 
I didn't realize that Chris Wallace got picked up by CNN and HBO Max. That was a Sunday gig he's got, or a weekend gig. And the uh, GAO U.S. Comptroller, his name is Gene Dodaro, was testifying before Congress. And this has virtually zero coverage. In fact, I haven't seen it on any of the weekend shows. I haven't heard about it on any of the shows. This, to me, is the biggest story of the weekend. Mr. Comptroller General, what is the total amount of improper payments that GAO estimates were made last year across the federal government? Last year across the federal government, the cumulative total of the estimates made by the agencies was $247 billion. Hmm. Now, I don't believe, Mr. Chairman, I might add, if I might, the, that estimate's not complete. There are a number of programs that were not, estimates were not made, like the Pandemic Unemployment Insurance Program. Since 2003, these estimates have totaled uh, $2.3 trillion. This is a, a trend that was a problem before the pandemic. It got worse during the pandemic. $2.3 trillion. So since 2000, it'd be roughly $2.5 trillion? That, um, yes, Two and a half trillion dollars. What, yeah. what are the worst programs for improper payments over that time? Over that time, um, yeah, Medicaid program uh, has the highest total for the last couple of years: ninety-eight billion in twenty-one, uh, eighty billion in twenty twenty-two. The waste, the fraud, and the abuse is the only thing systemic in this country. This is why the Leviathan's thirst for assets and money can never be quenched. Because they're stealing it, just like Goodfellas, out of the back door. And don't you touch a program. Well, how about we audit the program? What do you say? Because this is, this is a comptroller. This is a nonpartisan entity, GAO. This is the president of it. And he's astonished. What do you think it'll look like when we look at the Federal Reserve, who's been clicking mouses to make up money? Uh, Medi- Medicare program. Uh, it's about $47, $49 billion over the last two years. Whoa. The unemployment insurance program at $78 billion in 21, hmm. uh, $19 billion in 22. Uh, right. uh, unemployment insurance, uh, <coughs> excuse me, the um, earned income tax credit uh, mm-hmm. has been about $18 billion a year. And then in 2022, which is the first year, uh, the... Uh, Emergency loan programs at SBA were $36 billion estimate. We encouraged them to make that estimate. They didn't make it in 21, but they made it in 22. They can't keep track of any of it. These are morons, cheats, and frauds. They cannot keep track of the money, and all we do is give them more? And you're expecting a different outcome? Why? Why would you expect a different outcome? What you saw this weekend as J.P. Morgan, led by Jamie Dimon, What they did was twofold. They not only were bailed out and this whole deal financed by the American people, we have no idea to how much. They also diverted kind of a scandal. Today, a federal judge ordered the company and CEO Jamie Dimon to turn over the documents related to this case. And lawyers for the U.S. Virgin Islands say they want those documents because Jamie Dimon is the key player who they say in a court filing likely knows why, even after they kicked him out of the bank back in 2013, J.P. Morgan continued to have a business development relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. (gasps) They say Dimon was involved with and had decision-making authority over Epstein accounts and was, quote, in discussions involving Epstein's referrals of prominent high-wealth potential clients 
to J.P. Morgan. You mean like a cabal of pedophiles? And they're all financed by a bank that just keeps getting bigger, bigger, and bigger? All of that comes a day after J.P. Morgan sued its own former high-level executive, Jess Staley, for damages related to the allegations in court filings. In its own filing, J.P. Morgan doesn't acknowledge that it did anything wrong and owes anyone money, but... Nah, why would you? I know somebody else, a squirrely-looking freak of an oligarch, squirrely-looking. In fact, if you had kids and Bill Gates was sitting on a bench, would you let them go outside and play? Certainly don't talk to the man with the overcoat on and just socks. It was reported at that time uh, that you had a number of meetings with Jeffrey Epstein, who, when you met him 10 years ago, he was convicted of soliciting prostitution from minors. What did you know about him when you were meeting with him, as you've said yourself, uh, in the hopes of raising money? Uh, you know, I had dinners with him. Uh, uh-huh. I regret doing that. He uh-huh. had relationships with uh, people he said, you know, would give to Global Health, which is a uh, interest I have, you know, not nearly enough philanthropy goes in that direction. No, philanthropy. He doesn't sound suspicious at all, does he, Squirrel? Well, this is a CNN host. Her name is irrelevant. She's another propagandist. But she uh, actually asked a question. I just want to know, how do you explain the at least 26 trips that we know about on the plane? How do you explain that, huh? Nerd, nerd. Uh, you know, those meetings were were a mistake. They didn't result in uh, what he purported, and I cut them off. You know, that goes back a long time ago now. Uh, there's, you know, so there's nothing new on that. It was reported that you continue to meet with him over several years. PBS NewsHour, not CNN. Um, and that, in other words, a number of meetings. Um, what did you do when you found out about his background? Well, and, you know, I've said I regretted having those dinners, uh, and there's nothing, absolutely nothing new on that. No. Is there a lesson for you, for anyone else looking looking at this? Well, he's dead, so uh, you know, in general, you always have to be careful. Uh, and you know, the uh-huh. you know, I'm I'm. Very proud of what we've done in philanthropy. Very proud of the work of the foundation. Yeah, but what about on the island? Hey, freakish. What about the island? You want to talk about that? No, no, no. What about the trips on the plane? No, no, no. Was Jamie Dimon there? Ah, Don't worry about it. Jamie Dimon just saved America. Let's ask a guy in a diaper. I'm pleased to say that the regulators have taken action to facilitate the sale of First Republic Bank and ensure that all depositors are protected. Yeah. And the taxpayers are not on the hook. Who's the fascist? Trump is Mussolini without the brains or the charm. See, and as long as there's these morons on the nipple of government subsidies and welfare and spending, they'll always prefer the most obvious whore be in charge. Brian and Gurney. Hey, Sean. Uh, about the, the, the debt and the trillion dollars uh, that we have, with all the government programs, all the entitlements, all the wars that we're, we're financing, it's well over $100 trillion. But I got an answer for you. I know we're, we're going to get that money from Mr. McCool at the Fed. They'll keep printing more and more money. And I got a shirt for everybody, every patriot out there that says, one for treason, Joe Biden. I love it, Brian. And that's exactly what we're facing. The intentional destruction of the only country built on the rights of the citizen, not the government. They have managed to subvert 
they have managed to overtake. Now, how did they do it? Not from outside, but inside. The problem is we're the victim of saboteurs. You can call them Democrats for now. 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig and an absolute disgrace. Thank you. It's the end of the world as we know it. Feels that way, doesn't it? It's the end of the world. But it's not. We're going to be fine. Of course, it'll take a generation. This is the ninja generation. No income, no jobs or assets, and they're perfectly content doing it. And you wonder if it's going to stop. If the toleration for this kind of corruption, this kind of stupidity, this kind of obvious intended failure. President Biden announced this week that he's running for re-election, and you have already endorsed him. Why is it that not a single leading Democrat is willing to contest that nomination in the primaries? Why do you think that is? I suspect that has to do with the real fear of the growth uh, of right-wing extremism in this country. That's why you're not challenging someone with dementia? Someone who is not only making a laughingstock of our nation abroad, but is obviously suffering from all kinds of ailments and whatnot? We've been able to bring home dozens of hostages and wrongfully detainees, wrongful detainees from Afghanistan, Burma, Haiti, Iran, Rwanda, Venezuela, across West Africa, around the world. Is it uh, Burma or Miramar? Which one is it? I can't remember my last Seinfeld episode. Craig in Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for making it. You know what? If you got the time, man, I got two points, but I'll start one, with one. One, one, one. We got to cut down on time. Okay, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Sorry. Pick your okay. favorite one. Go. It's government, man. When they were doing all of that, the cylinder and all kinds of other examples like it, they go and they, uh, our taxpayer money, they use like hundreds of billions of dollars. They give it to the cylinder for ma- uh, making uh, solar panels, this, that, and there, all kinds of stuff. It all goes south. It all goes down the tubes. There's nothing there. But there's all this billions and billions of dollars of assets, properties, and all this kind of thing. And then the Chinese, red Chinese businessmen come in there buy it off for pennies on the dollar. We yeah. lose all our money. To them. <laughs> There's a comptroller general by the name of Gene Dudaro who has told you as recently as 72 hours again, ago, there are trillions upon trillions of dollars missing. And that's not newsworthy? Sickening. L- last Congress, we heard from you about the need for more oversight over pandemic relief funds. Oh, boy. Uh, as you testified at the 2021 high-risk hearing. See, this is why, when you hear me question some of the moves by Donald Trump, this is why. You knew this going in, that you we hired him, because we had trillions upon trillions upon trillions of dollars gone. We couldn't find it. And at any time, did that not cross our mind, that you're giving them the golden ticket to more corruption and to cover up their past spending? And I quote, when you're spending close to a trillion dollars, you also need good accountability and transparency. Oh, boy. End quote. And guess what Congress did with that important advice that you gave this committee? It rushed out another $1.9 trillion in alleged pandemic relief. Oh. But Congress didn't stop there. Congress also spent... By the way, they waited for Joe Biden to steal the office before they did that. Joe Biden has been spending $3 trillion that we, the people, were held victims of. 
and another $2 trillion of taxpayer dollars in Green New Deal spending in the infrastructure package. CHIPS and Science Act, and our favorite, Mr. the Inflation Reduction Act, which I'm not even going to get into that. As with any massive spending bill, oversight is critical to ensure that funds are being used towards... Wait, their- the green energy movement, but wait a minute. We're giving hundreds of billions of dollars to Ihor Kolomoisky and his Ukrainian Nazis. We're pretending that's a war... What exactly are we blowing up? Overseas now and a huge fire has broken out at a fuel depot in Russian-occupied Crimea following a likely drone attack by Ukraine forces. Local authorities... All right, who's the general that okayed blowing up the refinery? Oh, this is the third one? So this seems to be a pattern, kind of like Nord Stream. Let's not ask questions. ...in the city of Sevastopol say the fire has engulfed 1,000 square metres of the city. The attack is the most recent in a series of attempted strikes on the city, which serves as the main naval base for Russia's Black Sea fleet. Ukrainian officials... I heard a guy this morning say the problem is we didn't give enough money or weapons to Ukraine. Same Ukraine that blew up people in Poland. Ah, misfire! And how many oil refineries? We're on our fourth. Not openly claimed responsibility for the attack, but say they reserve the right to retaliate following recent Russian attacks. Yeah, they just opened up a can of whoop-ass last week. They lost that, but we're going to pretend that this is the Ukrainians fighting. This is why we're a laughing stock. This is why nations are de-dollarizing. However, if it's good, just keep on writing checks. No one's going to look where they are. There are additional members, uh, um, areas that I've recommended, both to the Congress and the executive branch, that need to be dealt with. First of all, the agencies need to implement better fraud reduction measures. That's the only real solution to this problem. You, really- you know, I couldn't help but notice. He was mentioning 2003. What about before? We are, as they say, uh, tangled in our anchor chain. Our financial systems are decades old. According to some estimates, we cannot track $2.3 trillion in transactions. Huh. Maybe we just need something to blow up the budget office. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. What the Democrats represent to me is the willingness of Americans to be slaves. Do Americans want to be free? Do they understand the principles of Americanism? This book that's out tomorrow is a book that everyone should read. Mere Natural Law, Originalism, and the Anchoring Truths of the Constitution. The man who wrote it, a professor by the name of Hadley Arcas. Hadley, how are you? Fine, thanks for having me in. With all of your research, I know you've been practicing, you've been teaching, you've been reading, you're really a philosopher, for lack of a better synopsis. Do you think Americans want to be free anymore, or is there a certain comfort in servitude? Well, 
yeah, of course they they want to be free, but just not quite. Con- they're not quite clear about the terms. They don't. They, they don't understand that every notion of freedom implies uh, a notion of license, where freedom could be misused. Uh, they yeah they do want to be free, and the 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 the, uh, the premises of this system of ours is that. Human beings are moral agents. They have the capacity to reflect on things that are in their interest, things that are right or wrong. And these people, there should be a presumption of their place, their freedom, their freedom to pursue their interests, and the burden should lie to with the law before it restricts those freedom. And that's also one of the real concerns about the Bill of Rights, that people think that we have those rights only because they were put in the First Amendment, the First Eight Amendments, instead of having them in the first place. The rights that flow to us by nature. So the problem was they weren't enumerated enough. It wasn't big enough because now instead of law being the shield of the individual against the fascism and tyranny of the collective, it now has become the spear of the collective. And I believe this is because of a principal misunderstanding of what freedom and what fascism or collectivism or socialism, whatever you want to call it. I'm watching my liberty the liberty of my children, be eroded in the name of freedom. And this is something I didn't think I would have to live through in the year 2023. Who's, but who, who's, who's freedom are you referring to? The freedom of the individual seems to be taken away in the name of the freedom of the collective. And this is once again that argument of collectivism versus individuality. And I'm wondering, will law come to my rescue as the shield it was intended well, another way you're cutting into the problem. I never thought I'd be living in a country in which parents could be threatened with punishment to yes. try to get counseling for a youngster who's undergoing con- confusion about his gender. You know, we, we well, yeah, what we're finding here is people willing to extend extend the use of of the law in places that are just not warranted. Now. Uh, Well, well, you know, yeah, Professor, that's not, that's not sure. I'm not sure where you're cutting into the problem. Well, what I'm cutting into the problem is exactly what you just described. So the, the collective, I like history. And what I've realized through history, when you look at the Soviets, when you look at the collapse of societies that always turn to the freedom and the rights of the collective, it's at the expense of the individual. And what I want to get back is the origins of exactly how we can get back to the individual freedoms and liberties. Well, it's uh, it may be well. It it is it is just what I told you before. It's um, you begin with the assumption that people have a presumptive claim to all dimensions of freedom. Now, um, it means I have a, a presumptive freedom to make my living shining shoes, braiding hair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're free of certain kinds of licensing licensing arrangements. Um, yeah, it's uh, we we find you know go back to the, the you know all those theories that came along with the New Deal where people had the idea that if um, if, if we controlled prices we could we we'll try to protect people by controlling prices and uh, and and we'll, we'll 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 try to constrain the price of coal we'll try to keep the price of coal from just dropping so ordinary people can have access to coal. For sake of keeping up the price of the, the income of the producers, it's, people have some kind of theory about what they think the general interest, uh, the common good, will be, and become utterly oblivious of uh, 
the, the individual. For example, the you know, classic case on, on wage price controls. Here, here that, that classic case of Atkins and uh, women, uh, minimum wage for women, mm-hmm. where um, here's classic case of 1923, where the city Congress is trying to protect women from falling into prostitution, so they they establish that. Uh, if, if he, here, well, here's here's Willie Lyons. Is Willie Lyons having a job, running an elevator for the Congress Hotel? She's getting thirty three dollars a month and two meals a day. Loves it, but they decided to hire to to you've got to pay a woman seventy seven dollars a month to sort of keep her from falling into prostitution. But men weren't protected by this, so men were still free to take the job at the market rate of thirty-three dollars a month. Now, that's what you have here yeah. is a is a scheme supposedly done in the public interest to protect people, but with the kind of scheme that say deprives the Willie Lyon, this person, mm-hmm. out of a job she wants, and her employers were willing to uh, keep her. Or uh, you have price controls on milk. So, um, New York, nine cents a gallon. And, and this guy, Leo Nebbia, it offers two gallons of milk for nine, and throws in, a, uh, throws in a loaf of bread. Ah, you're a chiseler. You undercut the price controls. I mean, all these schemes that are supposedly directed to a common good all involve some kinds of theories with the government, the government picking winners and losers, imposing some kind of a scheme which works usually by depriving people of the freedom to make a living at an ordinary calling. So it goes back to the old jobs problem that, that the burden should fall to the government when it tries to restrict any, laws always work by restricting personal freedom. And the question that has to arise is what is the ground of justification? What makes it rightful for you to restrict that personal freedom? So let me ask this, now that we've ventured down this path, of allowing governments to do this, of allowing even we and it appears it appears we're going to continue to do this in this fu- in the future, and we haven't learned from any of those examples that you've given. What is the best way, the peaceful way, to get back on the course of the intention of Americanism, in your opinion? Well, the best way is just to, to go back to the understanding the writings of the American founders, understanding the terms the way that the, this project was understood in the very beginning. You know, you know, you know you're not denying uh, the, the need for law. You, you do have... No, of course not. You do, you do have the laws on theft and, and homicide. And in fact, it was, it was probably understood that the government... The whole thing was directed for the sake of protecting natural rights. It was, say, protecting your right not to be assaulted on the street, to have your life taken in the lawless way. Your right not to have your property taken in the lawless way. For those things, you do need... So we're not calling into question the need for laws. So what we're calling into question are are different schemes of supposedly pursuing the common good with schemes that just cannot be justified. We're measured against the question, are you sure with this scheme of yours, are you sure there's something plausible about this when you're barring the freedom of this man to shine shoes on Connecticut Avenue in Washington, or this woman to braid hair. Uh, what? You have to just, just keep facing the question of what is the nature of the wrong you're trying to forbid? What is your justification for reaching and, it? We understand 
Yeah, and we ahead. stopped asking, and we stopped asking this question, right? So we are now the willful slaves, where the government makes up the rules, and we, to a certain extent, are not even willing to have the conversation. You're saying, "What is your intention?" But I couldn't help but think of money when you were talking. We are now in a position in the year 2023 where the government is emboldened, even though we know from the history of the government spending, the collapse of the of the of the the confidence in our currency. We know with the own the debt ceiling, which is in the top of all news, the government cannot stay within its means. However, we feel in the mindset of a slave that the government is entitled to our income. And we now allow the government to tell us how much of our money we can get back. So do we deserve to be in this place that we lost the principles of how to argue for our property? No, of course we don't deserve to be in this place, but you know, um, Again, it's, it's going to these, these, this twisted logic where people say, we're giving you a tax cut. We're doing you a favor when we're giving you a tax cut. And what they're doing is say, well, no, you're not doing the favor. If we, if we presume that our earnings belong to us in the first place, it's the government's burden to establish why it's justified in, in taxing that income, right? Yes. And it's, No, I feel the way curious. you do. I, I agree I, with you. I, I see, I see, it's curious how people talk about tax subsidies. That if we're giving somebody a tax cut, we're cutting back the tax rate for picking people making a higher income. We're ta- cutting back the tax rate on them. We're somehow doing them a favor or subsidizing as though the money belongs in the first instance to the government. Now, you've, you, we've seen these conversions over the years. And I guess the only, only way to get around it is to just go back to, mm-hmm. to first things about this. Look, Lincoln had... Well, actually, I'm not going to go on another tangent. No, your, I like when you go on tangents, but here's, 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 the, here's the problem I see. When you talk to somebody under the age of 40, and you say to them, what is the philosophy of Americanism? They're glazed over. They don't understand the philosophy. And now here you, are, you and I are. We're two older guys, and we like history, but more importantly, we understand the philosophy of Americanism, of freedom itself, and the origins of the Enlightenment, which is the, what bore this country. We're the only country born of these philosophies. And we've managed to, for 247 years to give this philosophy away. And I'm trying to get it back without violence, through the point of reason. And that's why I like books like yours and your perspective, to go back to the origins. But in a world that has been so corrupted, to where you're arbitrarily giving power monetarily to Entities you pretend are the government and they're not like the Federal Reserve and such things. And when you turn to politicians who've never practiced the very things you and I are discussing, they've always been that salesman of utopia. How at this point can you get it back by discussing the principles of it? And do the people want it anymore? That's kind of where I'm going. When you see so many people willingly support philosophies and policies that you've correctly identified destroy and and fail. But yet you still have over 50% of the country that wants it. How do you do it? Look, the point of my book, I'm not sure you have a chance to crack, is that mere natural law, that the ground of natural law is to be found not in theories, but in those maxims of common sense that ordinary people have to understand in order to get on with the business of life. Now, if you told an ordinary man that Jones accused of this crime, was an intensive surgery when it was committed, the ordinary man will tell you, well, God, that makes no sense. 
that you know, he couldn't. You don't cast judgments on more judgments on people incapable of performing the act. We don't have people blamelessly for acts acts they powerless uh, to affect. Now, when you go back to um, these deep truths, Barack Obama, you, the, the deep truth you're referring to is that the regime was founded on the consent of the government, okay, mm-hmm. and a regime a regime of elections. They founded on the premise all men are created equal. And Barack Obama says he doesn't think that is an absolute truth, as Lincoln and James Madison thought is an absolute truth. What was the truth? That no man is by nature the ruler of other men the way that God is by nature the ruler of men, and men are the, by nature the ruler of dogs and horses. Even this age of animal rights, we're not signing labor contracts with dogs and horses. The ordinary man understands that, that you can't rule you can't rule human beings the way you rule dogs and horses. I mean, what was Jefferson? Anyone who denies that suggests that the mass of mankind were born with saddles on their backs and the privileged few were born with spurs on ready to ride them. Let's think on this question of racial preferences or even um, this, this gender trend. I think this country, the real issues should be tra- gender transition. This is going to tear this country apart. You have, pay, you have doctors engaged in gender-affirming care, which means giving, giving hormones and disfiguring surgery to youngsters who couldn't possibly understand what they're doing. And, and behind it is something, is the refusal to recognize the objective truth of sex, what separates human beings, males and females. Now look, ordinary people understand this. Don't you think? Ordinary oh, people understand no. that there are men and women. Ordinary people understand that there's something wrong with using grace to give benefits to one set of people as opposed to another. Uh, well, most people think that it's, it's, it's the scheme of racial preferences and the scheme of policies of transgenderism. These are imposed by a lawyer class, by an elite with, with theories. Ordinary people understand this. Ordinary people are not the problem. No, I agree with you. The problem is that that uh, motivated minority that has seized control, the government supremacists, as I call them, are winning the argument because they control the levers of power. And when you see politicians speak the way you are, they're often ostracized. And I'd like for more and more people to buy your book so they understand the origins and the principles that the nation was founded on. So where can they go to buy your book? Well, I guess the, the publisher is Regnery, R-E-G-N-E-R-Y. They could go on Amazon. They could go on Amazon. Um, well, I think it's I'm important that they do it. I think it's important that they do it because, you know, this conversation that you and I are having are, is something you don't hear anymore, a conversation about the individual origins of what we were born on and how it's been bastardized through the principles of years. And, you know, I'm... I, I, I would love to have more time with you, so I would go into the reaction of COVID and the government's ability to implement the kind of restrictions on freedom and life that it did, but unfortunately we are constrained by time. In the meantime, thank you very much. I look forward to reading The Mere Natural Law, Originalism and Anchoring Truths of the Constitution. It's out tomorrow. Thank you so much for making yourself available to me. I truly appreciate it. Hadley Arcus, okay. thank you. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. 
I want to ask you about Border Patrol because the union doesn't like you. Meet the uh, press. They make it pretty clear on social media this month. Is that Chuck Todd or F. Chuck Todd? I can't keep it straight. Chuck Todd, meet the press. Uh, and last month, the month before, these are all from Border Patrol, the Border Patrol Union on you. The chickens are going to come home to roost because of what he's done. They call you a national disgrace. Remove Mayorkas was their most recent tweet. Uh, how can you lead a group of people whose union wants you out of office? Uh, Chuck, I'm incredibly proud to work with the United States Border Patrol. Uh- I'll tell you. When the autopsy of American Dark Ages, the collapse, the American bankruptcy is combed over by the future, they are going to use this crop of political whores as an example of exactly how to get away with the destruction of your nation, with sabotage, traitors, all from within. I have supported them vigorously since my first day in office. I will continue to do so. A tremendous source of pride. And I will. It's like Costanza. It's not a lie if you believe it. You what do you think the disconnect is? Do you think this is this is media perception? Why, why do you think why do you think there is this a political disconnect? Is this a red blue divide? Just simply that you're you're in a Democratic administration. What do you believe it is? Uh, Chuck, I'm focused on mission. That's what I'm focused on. Uh, I look at their needs. <laughs> How's the I mission going? I mean, needs. the chaos. And no one is talking about the ramifications of fentanyl and other drug overdoses. Now, the number one killer. People 18 to 45. What are you going to do? It's not the guns anymore? Oh, well, maybe it is the guns. Of course, when they're in the hands of illegal aliens. I've held an AR-15 in my hand. I wish I had it. It is as heavy as 10 boxes that you might be moving. Uh, and the bullet that-, that is a uh, Democrat Congress birthing person who makes Maxine Waters look pretty. And she's talking about the AR-15. I was looking more for the story that we will effort to get later. It's somewhere here. In the meantime, David and Lansing. Hey, Sean, I was listening to your last guest, and um, he was talking about how, how when the government intervenes, it has these effects that the people in the government can't measure. And I thought of uh, Paul Harvey, the great broadcaster from the 50s, 60s, up through the 90s, um, I used to be a radio producer, and we used to play Paul Harvey. I'm not going to name the radio station, but I didn't Paul Harvey was fantastic, that. yes. Awesome. Um, and, you know, I didn't, appreciate it. I didn't appreciate it back in the 90s, but I have family members that are slipping into wokeism. And so next meeting I have, where, where there's a lot of family members, I'm going to play Paul Harvey's If I Were the Devil. I think that's going to have the biggest effect rather than me try it. I'm going to have Paul Harvey. I hope so, because perspective needs to be changed. And what people don't understand is there is only one industry in the world that gains money and power from its failure, and that industry is government. See, the government isn't incentivized to succeed. It has these salesmen, this theater for citizens, where they're always promising brighter future and more nonsense and it'll be utopia just hang on a little while longer and all the bureaucracies gain power never get audited and are beyond reproach and the players their names are irrelevant it's the scams that will outlive joe biden that's why nobody gives a rip that he's a thousand years old and suffering from dementia It's the scams that go on under his nose. This is the profiteering. A lot of ways, this dinner sums up my first two years in office. 
I'll talk for 10 minutes, take zero questions, and cheerfully walk away. That's more than a joke. That's the truth. That's how this imbecile, this fraud, this political whore got the office. Joe Biden has been a failure for five decades. Five decades. 50 years. Every policy he supported led to catastrophe. Every policy. Foreign policy, domestic policy. And yet there he is. And the election in which he won, beyond reproach. Don't you audit it. Don't ask questions and don't you protest it. You'll end up in prison and you'll be stripped of your rights. Cream Puff Jim, representing the Democrats. <laughs> Sean, I'm just thinking of the two Methuselah candidates we're up against in 2024. you got to admit that Biden's got the sense of humor over Trump. Because I've never laughed at Trump in my life. I've never heard him say anything funny. Oh, you think this is, I like this. Wait a minute. So you say him walking without swinging his arms, him stammering, getting lost after speeches, this is all part of his sense of humor? Sure, sure it is. It's funnier than Trump. You have to admit that. I mean, you heard him Saturday night. He got some zingers on Saturday night. I never heard Trump make a good joke in his life. Yeah, Did you ever hear Trump make a good joke? I don't know if he's much of a comedy guy, but I'll tell you but this. He's Scotch and German, that's why, because you've never, never seen a Scotch and German, but what a combination to be a comedian. Well, I know that Ger- really... the Germans are not known for their comedy, I'll give you that. But here's no, what I will say. That's the first time I ever saw Joe Biden tell the truth was Saturday night. Thank you very much. I do think it's funny, though. I, I kind of agree with you. This is funny stuff. We've been able to bring home dozens of hostages and wrongfully detainees, wrongful detainees from Afghanistan. Burma, Haiti, Iran, Rwanda. Oh, that's not part of Saturday night. This is where he's claiming to succeed at something. See, but that's not really the truth. In fact, what we have is chaos. We're victims of sabotage. There is some question about his citizenship. He supposedly had a, 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 I guess they referred to it as a a consulate card from Mexico, meaning he was here legally. Did you know they have a thing called a consulate card? Well, me either. It's another... I believe it's referred to as a loophole. See, loopholes aren't really about taxes where you get to keep your own money. It's where illegal criminals can circumvent law, stay in the country, and kill people. But perhaps you'd overstayed? So, Chuck, I've, I won't comment on it because it is an active case. Mm-hmm. Uh, the- How nice that must be. I don't really want to comment. It's an active case. Well, isn't everything an active case when you're talking about policies from these corrupt gangsters? tragedy uh, that occurred is uh, you described it correctly just absolutely horrific it's absolutely horrific you're right but uh, the funny thing is it's normal for that part of texas because that part of texas is occupied by illegal aliens and they don't care about any of your laws they broke the first one by being here you think they give a rip about your gun laws i don't think they do there is already reports in brownsville texas right now shelters are overwhelmed the cities of Chicago and New York are already overwhelmed. What's May 12th going to look like if we're already overwhelmed before the expiration of Title 42? A few things, Chuck. First of all, this is a really tough challenge and has been, as we all recognize, for years and years. We are seeing a level of migration, not just at our southern border, but throughout the hemisphere that is unprecedented. It is, I think, the greatest migration in our hemisphere. since. Are people breaking in El Salvador? People breaking in the Venezuela? Where are people breaking in? It's World War II. The president on day one delivered a solution. He delivered immigration reform legislation that we had hoped Congress would act on swiftly. They haven't. How do you defend the indefensible? Lie. Continue to practice the fraud that is the Democrat agenda.
This is how they're going to stay in power. This is how they got power. And this is how people elected a buffoon. Not because they believe in the principles of Americanism. They believe in the implementation of law. They believe in the fraud. They believe in the mafia. And they've never been happier. So when you see all of the never-Trumpers, when you see the Democrats, when you realize the mayhem, the chaos around, understand this is what they want. Now they're going to wallow in it. Now, as Biden formally runs for a second term, the immigration issue, which he never mentioned this week in his announcement video, continues to be one of his toughest challenges. In 2021, more migrants crossed the southern border than in any year since at least 1960. And in 2022, the record was broken again. It's the record. We also have the record overdoses, the record crime, the record mayhem. This is what happens when Democrats are in charge. John Palatine. Hey, Sean. Listen, now, when, when, you, when, you, when, when you listen to a guy like Mayorkas just spew these lies on national television, and then you see all of the Republican uh, so-called leadership and McCarthy, who's listening to this nonsense at all, and nobody holds Mayorkas accountable or impeaches him, it only makes you believe that the Republicans have to be all for this nonsense as well, right? Well, I, I, listen, there's, there's, a, um, there's a certain amount of power in government failure that politicians get to utilize. But the other thing you have to think about, what does it look like when you're not in this country? What does it look like to the Europeans who are forced to deal with our dollar, forced to participate in our financial schemes? This is why things are collapsing. This is why. This is the destination. This is the trajectory. And if, if you want it to get better, it can almost overnight. But you'd have to implement the rule of law. And no one in this government is willing to do so. They're willing to profit from the bastardization of it, John. That's what they've learned. And what's the real recourse? President Joe Biden's son, Hunter, is expected to appear in an Arkansas court today regarding a 2019 paternity dispute. But the hearing has more turned into a battle over Hunter Biden's overseas business deals and finances. This issue came to head last week when the mother of one of his children asked an Arkansas judge to hold him in contempt and send him to jail. She says he's ignoring court orders requiring him to turn over documents about his finances. We might get lucky. A $2 hooker may be able to save this country by fighting for her daughter to get money that the first son is trying to stiff her out of. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. It's really a brilliant illusion. It's a trick. Keep the gas on. Stay on the offense and hope to God nobody has to audit the government. It's difficult to catch all the people that committed the fraud afterwards and then even more difficult to collect the money. So with the agencies, I worked with the Congress back in 2016. We passed this Fraud Reduction Act and the agencies were slow to implement it. So they weren't very prepared for additional funding. You need better internal controls, better management, more aggressive oversight. And I have about a dozen legislative proposals that I have to help deal with this issue going forward. look forward to receiving that. So thank you for your insight. As I mentioned earlier in my opening statement, many of the issues we face today began long before. Have you ever heard that guy? I mean, he's got a very distinct voice. Have you ever heard the Comptroller General, Gene Dudaro? 
Why is no one talking about what he revealed over the weekend? We have trillions upon trillions of money that have been misappropriated and they cannot account for it. And now we're arguing about our money? Hmm, makes sense. Wes, Northwest Side. Hey, Sean. You know, this whole myarchist thing, you know, I, I live in the city and lately the news cycle has been about Mary Lightfoot complaining about how she's getting 120 to 200 migrants a day. And then you yeah. got the mayor of New York complaining about it. And then now Governor Pritzker's flying his mouth off. What they, sh- what Abbott should do and then team up with DeSantis and some of the mayors that are in Southern California, get together, hold a big press conference and say, hey, I'll stop sending the migrants as soon as you admit that we got a crisis at the border. They'll never admit what they're wrong because that's the scam. By the way, Pritzker just announced more money for Medicaid. You know why? Who pays the tab for the health care of the illegal aliens? Mayor Lori Lightfoot sending a letter to Texas Governor Greg Abbott urging him to stop sending migrants here to... What's with the letters? What is it, 1926? Why don't you call somebody up? How about an email, dummy? It's a letter. I sent a letter. Matt, South Bend. Hey, Sean, long-time listener. Haven't called for a while, but just amazing that such a low approval rating... And this guy just wants to go ahead and run and and put himself in the ground before he even finishes his second term. I don't understand my orcas. This is just, it's totally frustrating. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you with this, man. I'm going to help you, really, and I'm dead serious about this. The government has never had more power in any time of this country than right now. That is the goal. Joe Biden is the perfect stooge to deliver that. He has the plausible deniability of being both old and senile, and everybody tolerates his corruption. After all, he's been corrupt for five decades. He is the perfect deliverer of the collapse of America. He's bribed and paid to do so. This is the perfect setup. Robert in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? Very good. How are you? Well, I just wanted to, good. I just wanted to call because I heard cream puff on earlier criticizing President Trump. Now I want to say for the defense of President Trump, at least President Trump had this country running on the right footing. The country was running on a Swiss watch with the 401k plans. People were working. Minorities were working. Not yeah, but, you, but he kind of fumbled. He fumbled, huh? the COVID, he fumbled the COVID reaction. Fumbled it. But you got a guy in there now who's just swearing over I agree. There's no question about it. But stick with the had it running before COVID. But when tested, he folded. That's all. I agree with you. Had it running beautiful. But set up and and bought, he took the bait. And here we are in these circumstances. I mean, if you want to be fair, I like to be fair. But it's more important that, that the American people put forward a guy you knew was corrupt. Convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev and... Uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there's another billion-dollar loan guarantee. See, it's the perfect scam. Ukraine never really was a country. It was just a vestibule of corruption. Think of it like a social club for gangsters around the world. And where's the money? Ah, don't worry. We'll get around to checking it out later. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with 
personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America. He's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so empty without me. I said, this looks like a job for me, so How many months ago, Squirrel? How many months ago? I know it was shortly after. Silicon Valley Bank. I can reassure the members of the committee that our banking system is sound. And <laughs> Since she did that, man hands Janet Yellen. We've had three when you include Credit Suisse, which is really a liaison of the American financial system. Who do we go to for this kind of conversation? I go one place and one place only. He is EJ and Tony of Heritage. EJ, how are you, kid? Oh, Sean, I went to bed nervous as could be last night, and I woke up this morning, and I was told everything was fine. So I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Everything, everything is fine. Now, here's the problem that I have with this entire debate. It's built on the false premise that the American government would default. We know this is not true. The first payment to ever be cut out of any government spending is dedicated, dedicated to the payment on the debt. Why aren't the Republicans calling this out as a lie? I mean, you know, we have the House. Why isn't Kevin McCarthy coming out? Janet Yellen and, and, and Joseph Biden are lying to you. We cannot default. Don't you think that would help? Oh, absolutely. And that's a great question. I have no idea why they are not making that case. I actually just spoke to a bunch of Senate staffers over the weekend, and I made exactly your point to them that, look, we have plenty of money coming into the Treasury to to pay for things like bonds, bills and notes to pay for Social Security, veterans benefits, Medicare. I mean, all that is going to happen if we hit the debt limit and we don't have an agreement to raise it is we're just going to have another partial government shutdown like we've had plenty of times before. Nothing consequential ever happens from those things except maybe the Monica Lewinsky scandal. (laughs) Perfect. Uh, If she would have played her cards right, she could be president. Here's the reality. A big story broke with James Comer, the, the congressman James Comer, as he was questioning the GAO Comptroller General, Gene Dodaro. Gene Dodaro lets us know that we have entities in this government, the spending entities, bureaucracies, that have misappropriated trillions of dollars. We know the Pentagon has lost six trillion dollars it cannot account for rather than come after the people and all the guys on ghoul about the spending and the taxes why don't why doesn't somebody audit these entities and get my money so we could put it on the debt and now we start from a premise of here you go here's eight trillion dollars let's take that off the top these government bureaucracies have it somewhere right or is it just a cover for the fact that the politicians stole it well, probably a cover for the fact that they stole it, which helps explain why we can't get an audit on any of these things. Because if you're a corrupt bureaucrat, you're not going to sign up for an audit on the very institution that you use to launder money. So let me ask you this. Uh, the Republicans are in control of Congress. I see them retaliate against accusations in a limp-wristed way. But why is it not the mission of the Republican Congress to find this money? 
You know, that's a great question. And I'm really hoping that given the subpoena power of the House, that they begin, uh, you know, with these investigations that that frankly are, are not, as you put it, you know, these limp wristed things looking into these minor details. No, let's go after the big fish. Let's find out where literally trillions of unaccounted dollars actually went. Let's get some names. We, you know, heads need to roll at this point. You and I um, kind of share a lot of opinion when it comes to foreign money and foreign aid. J.P. Morgan has a big part of the banking for the IMF Bank. J.P. Morgan, in the dark of Sunday night, bought this, this, this First Republic Bank at what appears to be five cents on the dollar. How do these auctions take place, and who is invited, to the best of your knowledge? Oh, goodness. I mean, it, it typically is, is going to be the approved counterparties uh, that the Federal Reserve deals with for things like repurchase agreements, reverse repurchase agreements, or uh, that the Treasury deals directly with when, when they have their auctions. But, you know, in this case, the reason this deal didn't actually get inked until the early hours of this morning, right before the market opened, was because no one wanted to bid on this thing. And I think J.P. Morgan very quickly realized that if they just held out long enough that the Treasury was going to turn around through the FDIC and basically guarantee them, hey, look, we're going to take any losses that may pop up and you guys get to keep the profits. We have all of these senators who lean towards communism and socialism and Marxism and the rest of it. They're very interested in limiting you and me. They're very interested in telling us what percentage of our income we can keep. Why doesn't anybody care the percentage of the economy J.P. Morgan owns? Oh, dear goodness. I mean, you know, it, it, it's absolutely amazing when you listen to these people in Congress, mostly the Democrats, who complain about the concentration of power in the banking system. And then they turn around and they pass garbage like Dodd-Frank that has done nothing but further concentrate power in that banking system so that the number of banks has been dropping dramatically ever since they passed that legislation. And even among the five or six largest banks, their deposits have just been growing and growing. For months, you and I have talked about the delinquencies on commercial debt. Is this bank a victim? You know, I, I, I watched what the Federal Reserve said in regards to Silicon Valley Bank, and by the time they were over with, it was yours and my fault in social media for creating a run on the bank. But the reality is, this economy that these imbeciles keep coming out and saying is strong and they're halfway there and the rest of it. This is on a trajectory of an absolute collapse. Uh, uh, a a uh, poll was taken among MSNBC um, watchers to their business station, and it said 67% of people are convinced a recession will be here. Janet Yellen said that June 1st is the deadline, and then, I don't know, all hell breaks loose and we default, even though we can't. What is your uh, opinion on the future uh, bank structure in this country? Is uh, First Republic the end or merely just the beginning? No, I, I think we're still in the opening, the opening salvos here of, of this crisis. Because if you look at, for example, all of the assets that are on these, these banks' books, I mean, they, have, they are so deeply in the red, it's ridiculous. The Fed itself is about a trillion and a half in the hole. It takes a special level of incompetence to literally have a money printer and manage to lose over a trillion dollars of money. I mean, it's just absolutely astounding. And as you already mentioned, 
you know, the commercial real estate market is just in shambles right now. And as a lot of those loans come up for refinancing, you know, the market is only going to get worse. So no, far from, uh, uh, you know, the end, we are still in the beginning of this mess. How does it shake out when um, Jamie Dimon pays $10 billion, Federal Reserve estimates of the loss are $13.1 billion, $30 billion, I mean, we're talking ridiculous numbers here, kid, $30 billion was put together by banks to try and save it, which was absolutely nothing four days prior to the absolute seizure. How will we know the cost, and will we ever know the cost? Well, a, a lot of what the costs are, a lot of that actually just depends on what happens over the next couple of years. If J.P. Morgan can provide enough liquidity to meet all the depositors' demands, then all of these bonds and bills and notes at very, very low interest rates that are on the books, they can just be held till maturity. And then upon maturity, they can get rolled over into new debt that's at a much higher interest rate. And then basically the, the, the fraudulent system known as fractional reserve banking can keep going. The problem is going to be that if they run out of liquidity and they need to start then liquidating all of these bonds that have lost value, then we're in trouble and we're right back to where we started before Jamie Diamond bought this mess. Are there, in your opinion, you live in the belly of the beast. You're in Washington, D.C. I, I like what we hear from Congress when we see the questions, but the real news gets stifled. Are there enough people in these positions of power in Congress that understand exactly what you just said? Or is it what I think, that these aren't people who understand the fundamentals and the, and the fundamental problem? And how can you correct something if you're afraid to say, stop it, when the argument looks like the more it fails, the more likely it is the debt ceiling is irrelevant as it's already been proven to be? No, you know, one of the things, Sean, this is such a great point that, that, you, that you're getting at here. One of the things people need to realize is that politicians are experts usually at only one thing, and that's politics. They are not experts in finance. They are not experts in healthcare. They are not experts in education. They are not experts in you fill in the blank. Most people are hyper-specialized, myself included, right? My field is economics. Do not ask me about Grandmaster Chess because I couldn't tell you the first thing about it. Right. So politicians are not experts in monetary policy, in finance, etc. And so often the questions that they can present to people like Janet Yellen are only what their staffers have laid in front of them. The beauty of capitalism is that, you know, right away, if you're on the right track, because you fail when you finance failure and penalize success. Isn't that the beginning of the end? And unless we understand this, we're just going to continue to move commas over. I hear nothing about how to grow economically. I hear about how to borrow. I hear about how to allow government to control the economy. But where's the growth in this economy? Can you name me a sector? Because I'm trying to think of it. And as you see politicians create demand in everything from bonds to their green energy, where is growth anymore? It's in government. I mean, judging by the, the GDP numbers that we just got last week, the only sector that's appreciably growing 
is government. Fixed uh, private investment just had its fourth negative quarter in a row. I mean, this is just absolutely appalling what's going on right now. The consumer is running on fumes. They're putting groceries on credit cards for crying out loud. I mean, it's just an absolute joke. Credit cards and percentages have never been higher. Think about this. Right. Right. So you're not only paying the inflation, you're paying the VIG. Exactly. And, you know, this whole idea that 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 you were just talking about where we're punishing people who do the right thing and we're rewarding the failures. You know, today, May 1st, guess what they just did with mortgages? Now you're getting a, a penalty rate. You're basically having to pay a higher interest rate from the higher fees that get rolled into that rate if you have good credit and a large down payment. But the people with lousy credit and less of a down payment, like maybe five percent or less, Guess what? They're getting a reduction in their rate. This is I, this is such a repeat of the subprime crisis. It's ridiculous. Can I ask how that became a law? How did that just become a law? Because last week it was a whim by Joe Biden. How does it become a law and banks practice it? This is where I'm hazy. The problem is it's not a law, and this is this is where we got to hope that the the uh, Republicans in the House are going to get off their tufts and actually start filing lawsuits against the Biden administration. What they do here is they go to those government institutions like Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, who are buying the mortgages from the banks, and they tell those institutions, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, to impose this rule on the banks. Otherwise, they're going to refuse to buy the bank's mortgages. And you know what kind of disadvantage that would put a bank at. And so the banks are basically forced to comply. But the government can turn around and say, hey, you know, we're washing our hands clean of this. We didn't actually force them to do it. They did it of their own volition. So my guy squirrel in there, he was sick. He couldn't look for a house. But if he wouldn't have been sick and he'd have bought a house and applied for a mortgage five days ago, he would have circumvented this new fee to the tune of, we don't know the calculation, $40 per every 100000 is what I read casually as it was proposed, but now that it's a law. And he just, being sick, cost him $180 on his mortgage per month for the deadbeats. And you're telling me they don't think this will affect the housing market, the velocity of the resale market? Is there any thought into what these idiots are doing is there a, a, a any thought into the future oh no clearly not otherwise they'd be conservative <laughs> all right so there you go uh the american government is not for the thinking uh and this does explain so many of the policies so what do you what do you predict will save us if we're not going to recognize what brought us here Oh, goodness. I, I mean, if, if we never get to that point, then nothing can save us, right? I mean, we nothing can save us from ourselves, and so we need to change. People need to realize, like they did with Jimmy Carter, that Jimmy Carter was the problem. And it took a Jimmy Carter to give us a Ronald Reagan, and that's probably where we're at today. It's going to take such incredible pain inflicted by the Biden administration that people finally wake up and realize that all is not gold that glitters. And you know what? This is not working. These policies have failed time and time again. And if we continue to implement these policies, we will continue to experience the failures. The Dow Jones, before I let you go, we talk often, you and I, about how stock is a currency of individual companies. When you see the Dow Jones grow on no earnings, on no nothing, when you see it closed down today 46 points on a day that 
you know, historically 30 years ago, the Dow would be down thousands of points. And when you see the, the policies come out of fascism, where the administration can dictate something as insignificant as home loans and mitigate the, the, this socialism from Mount High, what do you think the stock market looks like? I know it's a difficult question, but is there any reason you would think that more failure wouldn't lead to higher stock prices? You know, it's a great question. I think a big reason for the recent rallies are the fact that the markets are actually starting to price in rate cuts, if not late this year, then the beginning of next. And so a lot of these businesses think we're just going to be right back on the easy money train. And what we saw when rates got really low is, is, uh, excuse me, not banks, but corporations, even ones with sizable cash balances, took out loans anyway. Why? Because the interest rate was less than the rate they got on their own dividends. So they could take out a loan from the Fed and buy back their own stock and literally make a profit on the deal. And I think that's what a lot of businesses are banking on being able to do in the debt future. Debt arbitrage? So going back you to just, what you said earlier, it's not real growth. You just described debt arbitrage, and that's that's the play? I, I, I think so, because how, on, how, on, how else man, oh man. can you explain this? This is like Zelensky getting $400 per gallon of gas for diesel, then buying the oil from Russia, the country he's warring through, and pocketing the money. So if Zelensky was a stock, he'd be leading the Dow Jones. Right. And you know what? How, how, many, days, how many days have I, have I looked at that map where they have all the stocks and it's colored red or green based on how up or down a stock is? And there are so many days when I've seen it all red, and I think to myself, you know, if Ukraine was on there, it'd be bright green. <laughs> he is EJ Antoni of the Heritage Foundation. I love the Twitter account. Please keep it up, and I appreciate you coming on. I look forward to the next time. Hey, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. Interesting times. Two and a half years ago, three and a half, totally, totally different country, totally different economy. The trajectory, completely different. Yet the powers that be are insisting, insisting that things are going okay. We've only got a little bit to do. Folks, we were chipping to my campaign today. We made a lot of progress, but we've got a lot more work to do. We got to fin- he goes on to claim that he has saved $1.7 trillion. He cut the deficit, and no one follows up. Where is the savings? Why are we against the debt ceiling? This is the problem. I don't know if the American people want to go back to success and responsibility. Because after all, there's never been more people on the government dole. The rewards for being on the dole have never been higher. The equivalent of living on welfare is the equivalent of working two jobs without the stress. Do the American people want to be free anymore? Linda, Payless Heights. Hi, Sean. How are you? Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for making Listen, I don't understand. How does Biden get to sign an executive order imposing a fee on people with good credit scores? How does he have to get a bill? It's like a financial thing. I don't understand how that works because then all of a sudden can he start saying, oh, well, if you have, you know, good 
thinking you can you're going to have to pay an extra fee for this. I don't know. It just doesn't Linda, make I have been asking this for the last four presidents. What power don't they have? And the idea that this can go from a floated idea seven days ago to a law today, and it just starts arbitrarily, it'll start today. What about all of those people that are negotiating prices and purchases, that are basing those negotiations on what they can afford, and now you've just increased it $40 per 100000 we think, and nobody knows? An executive order was something that was supposed to be about during war, ordering supplies, and now it's making law. So what it really is, Linda, here's my question to you. Why do we need a Congress? We don't. We don't. Get rid of them all. I like that. Let's give them the fascism they want. Let's turn it into the full Soviet Union. Bernie Sanders will be at home. Everything will be great. And the pesky questions and the people from people like me and you, they'll all stop overnight, too. Thank you, Linda, for making the call. It's wonderful. This is the show for people who are terrible slaves. If you want to be a slave, you want to be a yes man or a welfare roach, change the station. If not, stick around. And I'll be back and we'll take your calls. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560. The answer. My man Squirrel is back. His voice sounds like he spent the weekend screaming. In the meantime, I spent the weekend reviewing news and the circumstances. And this one clip from Tucker Carlson sticks out to me. Look around and you see so many people break under the strain, under the downward pressure of whatever this is that we're going through. And you look with disdain and sadness as you see people you know become quislings. You see them revealed as cowards. You see them going along with a new, new thing, which is clearly a poisonous thing, a silly thing, you know, saying things you know they don't believe because they want to keep their jobs. If there's a single person in this room who hasn't seen that through George Floyd and COVID and the Ukraine war, raise your hand. Oh, nobody. Right. You all know what I'm talking about. And you see people going along with this and you lose respect for them. And that certainly happened to me at scale over the past three years. I'm not mad at people. I'm just sad. I'm disappointed. How could you go along with this? You know it's not true, but you're saying it anyway? Really? You're putting your pronouns in your email? You're ridiculous. This whole thing is ridiculous. How many senators do we have missing and we don't know why? Where in the world is Dianne Feinstein? Where in the world is Dianne Feinstein? What exactly is going on with our government? Yet all we hear about is debt ceiling, and we now know, thanks to the new Congress, that apparently doesn't want to be Congress as it arbitrarily allows a dictator in diapers to manufacture rules on everything, including mortgages, and nobody wants to talk about the fracking money? I do. I do. Mr. Comptroller General, what is the total amount of improper payments that GAO estimates were made last year across the federal government? Last year across the federal government, the cumulative total of the estimates made by the agencies was $247 billion. Hmm. Now, I don't believe, Mr. Chairman, I might add, if I might, the, that estimate's not complete. There are a number of programs that were not, estimates were not made, like the Pandemic Unemployment Insurance Program. Since 2003, these estimates have totaled uh, $2.3 trillion. This is a, a trend that was a problem before the pandemic. It got worse during the pandemic. trillion. So since 2000. 2.3 trillion. That is Gene Dodara. He is the Comptroller General from the GAO. 
That's the biggest news story of the weekend. It certainly isn't this dimwit trying to make fun of himself, which all he has to do is just show up and everybody else makes fun of him. The country is losing its credibility. It's losing the quality of its currency because we have zero principles. I don't know what the hell the country stands for. What exactly does America stand for nowadays? We're a laughing stock, both at home and abroad. The of the Americans. The bulliness of the Americans. Let me even throw it on the west side. Amer- you know, it's true. Arrogance and bully. That's what we are. Arrogance and ignorant. They're going to tell us about the climate the whole time committing atrocities. Overseas now and a huge fire has broken out at a fuel depot in Russian-occupied Crimea. Didn't break out. We're at war. And this government doesn't mention the word diplomacy. There's an information freeze where censorship is now the norm. And how did it happen? I think it was a plan. The greatest biological weapon released on mankind. The fight against COVID-19. The nation's top infectious disease expert, Dr. Anthony Fauci, says mandating vaccines at schools is actually a good idea. He says... And you took it. And you took it. And now they're just arbitrarily raising your mortgage payments. Gee, you never saw that coming. Greg, Rogers Park. Hi, Sean. Sean, our idiot governor and... uh uh, uh, whatever man, want to be mayor or whatever, saying now they can't help these immigrants, these illegal immigrants here in Chicago that Governor Abbott is sending up. But I bet Governor uh, Pritzker has billions of dollars in the hotel. He should put them all up there. And I'm sick and tired of these people spending all of our money and all these worthless things. Now they cry poor. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's the system you want. I mean, to be lectured to by Lori Lightfoot about immigrants. Wasn't that long ago? She was talking about Sanctuary City and everybody's welcome and that, 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 that. Chicago. Yeah, this comes after word that even more people could be sent here from the Lone Star State. NBC5's Lisa Chavarria is live with what we know so far this morning. Lisa. Well, JC and Michelle, the mayor's office says that it's learning that Texas Governor Greg Abbott is planning on sending even more migrants starting today to cities across. You know, and here's the what. If, so what is what is Texas supposed to do? I mean, I think it's kind. After all, the government says there's no problem. I heard Mallorca all weekend on a variety of different Sunday shows. There's some question about his citizenship. He supposedly had a... a oh, no, that's the guy who killed the illegal alien who had an AK-47 and killed five more illegal aliens. I want to ask you about Border Patrol because the union doesn't like you. Uh, and they make it pretty clear on social media this month uh, and last month, the month before. These are all from Border Patrol, the Border Patrol Union on you. The chickens are going to come home to roost because of... The chickens are coming home to roost. This is exactly the position we're in. And they're going to where they're welcomed. Sanctuary cities and states. States that saw themselves so ignorant, they would nullify American law. Well, this is the soup you wanted. Now sit down and eat it the U.S., including right here in Chicago. That's why she sent a letter to the Texas governor saying that his push to score political points is really pushing the city of Chicago to a tipping point. No, this is not scoring political points. This is showing you where your policies lead. It's the same with the economy. It's the same with the health care system. It's the same with your foreign policy. You've got the fascism you want. You've turned that city into everything you want. You've got all the Marxists in place. You've got all the Democrats in place. From Springfield to Chicago, you've got it all. And now you're saying, stop it? 
Here's what she said in part, quote, we have simply no more shelters, spaces or resources to accommodate an increase of individuals at this level. With Oh, I think you're wrong. You've got 60 percent of commercial buildings, 60 totally vacant. And after all, you had the developer throw your big fundraiser. Why don't you just kick out the billions of dollars? Oh, Pritzker stole them to pretend that you're financially solvent, to make your foot soldiers of Marxism whole in their mystical, magical pensions. Is that why? little coordination or care that does not pose a risk to them or others. The city says since August of last year, it welcomed more than 8,000 men and women along with children. Mayor like 8,000? So what? That's not one day of illegal immigrants that are confronted, let alone the gotaways that we'll never know about. And as for the fentanyl, the number one killer of kids from 18 to 45. What are you going to do then? We're going to talk about guns. That is utilized. A 50 caliber, these kinds of bullets uh, need to be licensed and do not need to be on the streets. AR-15s don't have 50 caliber weapons, but what do you expect? That's a congresswoman. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560. The answer. Squirrel, good to have you back, you handsome son of a gun. You'll get better. Ed. Hello. Warrenville. Ed. You're Ed. I'm Sean. But I'll, okay. you can call me anything you want. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry, Sean. No problem, brother. Uh, simple question. Yeah. Can you explain to me what the definition of a crisis is in the democratic world? We're in a climate crisis, they quote, but yet we're not in a border crisis. If you ask 100 Americans which one is a crisis, I think 98 of them will say the border. Ed, it's really... It's, it's a wonderful opportunity to show people how the government crises are manufactured because they pay off to the government, not to the people. And in fact, we could curb this if we understood what the biggest crisis really is. The government has lost trillions upon trillions of dollars and cannot account for it. Who is going to answer those questions? Who is going to support the return of the people's money? And more importantly... Who is interested in exactly how it was misappropriated? Or do we just continue to stick the fork in the light socket? Because if you allow this government to continue on this spending spree where they cannot keep track of it, well, to a certain extent, we're the reason we're here. We didn't put restraints the only place in this country they're supposed to be, on government. No one wants to ask, where is the money that you cannot find? This, to me, was a startling news story over the weekend. I have yet to see it on one of the the television stations. On one. I haven't seen it on one. And who's going to play it now? Because the, tel- the, the, the anchors for the news aren't really interested in reporting or investigating. They're propagandists now. And that's why you have an 80-year-old, and I'm serious about this, an 80-year-old man who's clearly suffering. This man is clearly ill. And yet he's running again. And you're going to take a poll? It goes to show you, Ed, it's because they know they could put in whoever they want. It's the gangster government that's in control, not the people anymore. Thank you very much for the call. Shirley, Western Suburbs. 
Oh, hi, Sean. This is Shirley calling. Listen, don't worry about anything. Everything is under control. In Chicago, right. they are selling off their commercial real estate at greatly reduced prices now. Yes, I heard so, there's a new firm out there called Buy It, I Dare You. Well, well, this one was to a tequila corporation from Mexico. Now, the way I see things is with the impending debt ceiling crisis, possible bankruptcy of America, we are, um, it's like nearing a stage very similar to what happened to the Soviet Union in the 1990s. Everything collapsed, but it was, you know, no problem. People didn't have a lot of, of you know, food to eat, you know, but there was lots of vodka. To lots drink. of tequila. Lot of tequila. So there's a tequila company in Mexico, which I undoubtedly think can afford pretty much anything in Chicago. Do you have a specific building they bought? I, I, I'm ignorant to this uh, sale. I um I just um it's like heard about it but I can't quite remember you know well, their um name. Our so man you know the... we got it made here in Chicagoland. We will have lots of tequila to drink. And right, the same got... thing you know with the new people coming into our country. You know they'll feel Shirley, right at home. You got tequila and you got pot stores and then you got gambling for those people who aren't drunk enough. Uh, and the good news is, Squirrel, we're going to have you look at a Mexican tequila, tequila company that bought Chicago real estate. Boy, oh boy. Something tells me you're going to come up with more than one address. Ken Hammond, Indiana. Hey, Sean. How you doing? Splendid. First, first, first time calling. Love so it, I don't want to get you can I don't want to get you canceled or anything, but I want to talk about the intelligence community. I heard today that the Republican from Ohio ceded control of the House Intelligence Committee to the Democrats and is basically letting them run things. Well, why, we are Republicans so, why are Republicans so afraid of the intelligence community? Well, Ken, I think it's because they don't want to let their kids around uh, Billy Burr, uh, who has been caught as the head of the CIA with some flights to maybe Epstein Island. I don't know. Uh, it's obvious who's in control. How much time do I got, babe? All right, Frankie in Lake County. You'll be first tomorrow. I don't want to short you because you've got a question about the future of the border. And the future of the border is there isn't one. That's the future. You're going to get that one world government that the Democrat mafia sold this country out to when Joe Biden could remember his address. I'll be back in 21 hours to prove it. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.